0: We are uh, continuing through our uh, vision and values sermon series here today at Restoration Road Church. Uh, we started it last week. Pastor Joey preached on our first value. Uh, should start with what our vision is. Our vision here is at Restoration Road, we exist to p- see people restored by the gospel. That's why we are here. We want to see people restored by the gospel. And so last week, Joey, preach on our first value, our primary value, and that value is the gospel. We value the gospel above all other things. We exist to see people restored by what? The gospel. And so that has to be primary. If we suddenly start valuing other things than the gospel, then all of a sudden we get off course. We're not going to see our vision completed because only true restoration comes through the gospel. And so we have to have the gospel that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that He rose again, and because of that, our sins are forgiven and we have eternal life. That's the gospel. We have to know and believe that that has to steer everything we do at this church. Our other values are family, restoration, and stewardship. And so it's my privilege today to preach on that second value of family. Uh, family is really important to our vision because if our vision is to see restoration of people in the gospel, restoration doesn't occur in isolation. Restoration does not occur in isolation. We aren't restored on our own. We're not restored to be some strong, independent person who's out on their own. True restoration happens in community and specifically it happens in family. Uh, When we had our first uh, sermon series about our our values, this was uh, back last year, uh, we said that the action that went along with uh, being or having family as a value was that we took responsibility for each other. And now that's a big deal because the take responsibility for each other means we have to look outside of ourselves. Most people don't really even want to take responsibility for themselves, right? They don't want to take responsibility for their own actions. They certainly don't want to take responsibility for other people's actions. It's a, you know, taking responsibility for each other is the opposite of what most people want to do naturally. So that kind of begs the question of why? Why are we going to take responsibility for each other? Why? Why is it important for us to do that? And what? why is it that we are a family? What does that mean? Why do we say that we're a family? I don't think I need to convince too many of us of the importance of family as a whole, right? I mean, look around our church. What do you see? You see families everywhere. I'm not talking about just a mom and dad and their kids. I'm talking about extended families. We have The Baldessaris over here, right? And we have the Thompsons and the Vecchios and the McNellases who are all joined together as family. We have the Colburns. I like, look, all around there are these extended families in our church. And why? Well, because we know that family is important. We know that it's important to be part of a family. We know it's important to support each other. It's important to be there for each other when we need each other. It's important to have someone to share the good times with. Like, all that's important. And I know we know that. I don't need to stand up here and convince you of the importance of family. We know the importance of family. We can look around and see that family is important. And what I'm going to do up here today is not convince you of why family is important, but why we call this family and why this family is important. Uh, You know, the We see uh, all around us, I I was just thinking about our culture in in Boston, in the Boston area, and uh, one thing that just really clear over uh, is you see family as central, and normally that family is, right, blood relatives. Uh, I'm going to give you the example of the Wahlbergs as Exhibit A. All right, the Wahlbergs, right? Everybody knows the Wahlberg family. They got a family restaurant right up here in Linfield. And you walk in that restaurant, and what's the first thing you see? You see this, like, life-size cardboard cutout. You've got Don, Donnie and Marky and Paul, oh, I think it's Paul, and their mom, right? They're all there. What are they saying? Hey, welcome to our restaurant. This is our family restaurant. Restu- you know, family is important to us. Come support our family by buying some delicious, if slightly overpriced, cheeseburgers. Family is important. We know this, right? But family goes beyond blood. Family goes beyond just do we have a genetic relationship between each other. So why do we say that this is a family? Well, we ultimately say that this is a family here because Jesus Says this is a family here. We're going to be preaching from Matthew 12, 46 through 50 today. So Matthew 12, 46 through 50 says this. While he was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside, asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told them, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my mother and sister. It was my brother and sister and mother. What was the qualifying factor for being in Jesus' family? Was it, this is who gave birth to me? Was Was it, this is who I share my genetic information with? No, it was what? It was the one who does the will of his Father who is in heaven. So in other words, I don't want to make that like you have to do X, Y, Z, all these things up and down to be in Jesus' family. What that ultimately gets to is to be in Jesus' family, you have to believe the Gospel. That's what God's will for us is, is to believe that He sent His Son Jesus That Jesus came down. The Son of God became man. He lived a perfect life and He died a death for our sins. And that after He died, He didn't stay dead, but He rose again. And we have to believe that. That is what it means to be part of God's family. To do God's will is to first and foremost have faith in the Gospel. To believe the Gospel. That Jesus Christ died on the cross in our place for our sins. And that because of that, and only because of that, our sins are forgiven. And that because He rose again, we too will rise again. We too will have eternal life. That is what defines family here. When you look around and see someone, what defines whether they are in your family or not is whether they believe that or not. And whether you believe that or not. Now this is not some sort of like one-off passage either in the Bible. It's not like, oh, we're described as a family here, but we're never described as a family anywhere else throughout the Bible. No, you look throughout the Bible and you see that Christians, that the church is Spoken of as a family over and over and over again. In Romans 8 and Galatians 4, we read that we are adopted as children of God. We are adopted into God's family. We have a shared heavenly Father. And that's more important than having a shared earthly Father. It says that Jesus was meant to be the firstborn of many brothers. Right? Right? So Jesus came, and those who believed in him what? They were, he was to be the first one of many brothers, right? That family, there's that language of family. We see just over and over again throughout the, the letters of Paul, how is he addressing people and their brothers, sisters, brothers, sisters, over and over again, We are family because we have God as our Father. and we have God as our Father because of what God the Son, Jesus, did on the cross for us. So take a look around. Again, look, these are your mothers. These are your brothers. These are your sisters. These are your fathers. We are family because we share a heavenly Father. So that's wonderful, good, great news. I think, I hope, some of you might be looking around going, I, I, I don't know, I know you guys. <laughs> you're a little weird. I don't know if I want to be that associated with you. Like, I don't want to... my brother, oof. Right, but here's the thing about a family. You don't get to pick your family, right? You really don't, all right? You, you're born, This this point was made clear to me on so many occasions growing up, right? I would try to, like, distance myself from my little brother a little bit you know he'd want to tag along here he comes like no no you know he's he's embarrassing he's a little kid you know he's also better looking than me which means he steals attention from me like uh, you know i just i don't want dan around i'd be kind of mean to him i'd get him away what would my parents do dave you can't do this to your brother like, I know he's obnoxious to you sometimes. I know he's your little brother and he's trying to tag along and you want some space. But guess what? He's your brother. You've got to love him. As annoying as you might find him, still got to love him, right? So now I'm not saying we all think of each other as annoying, but we certainly look around the room and go, you know, I don't necessarily have a lot in common with that person. All right, that's kind of the case for me in that I'm a big hockey guy, and we finally started getting some hockey guys in this church, Right, But man, when I first came here, there were no other hockey guys in this church. Everybody was a basketball guy, and I was like, what am I going to talk with you guys about? And a few times I tried playing some basketball, oof, no. <laughs> no, I'm not a basketball guy. Not, I don't like the sport, probably because I'm no good at the sport, but uh, it, it was tough, but, it, you know, from the outside, we don't look and go, man, these are a bunch of guys I'm going to hang out with because we don't have something like that in common. Like, they wouldn't want to play basketball with me. I'm bad. I don't want to play basketball with them because I don't like basketball. Right? Now, that's a kind of a light, trivial thing. But we can do that about things. Like, man, that person's just in a different stage of life than I am. And that person is into those things. They're just... They're different. Maybe they're very loud, and I'm very quiet, and I, you know, I just don't like being around loud people very much. But guess what? We don't get to choose our family. God calls people to this family. He calls them from all walks of life, from all areas of the country. From outside of this country, we have people in this family here. Right? So you look at that and go, wow, we, we really don't get to pick our family." But what we do get to do is love our family, where they are, how they are. That's what it means for us to really be a family. We're a family because of what Jesus has done for us. But what it means for us to be a family is that now we get to love each other. And again, that's not always easy, right? That can be really messy because we're imperfect. We're sinners, each one of us, right? Which means we're going to sin against each other. It means that we're going to have some times where there's friction between us. We're going to have here like, man, you know, I don't know how to relate with you. I'm sorry, I just, I I don't know how to do it. But none of that excuses us from loving each other. That's what family does. You know, we don't get to, choose who God calls into our family. That's God's job. He calls people into His family. We respond to those people by loving those who are in our family. Now, this is pretty severe, the next thing I'm going to say, but it's kind of the same thing that my parents would say to me, but it's, it's God talking to us. Our Heavenly Father says this to us through First Peter, it gets worded this way. Instead of like, hey, you, you still got to love your little brother, it sounds like this. If anyone says he loves God, but hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. It's pretty serious. right? If we're, we have to love each other. Right? You hear that family language in there again? We love God. If we say we love our Heavenly Father, then we have to love our brothers. We have to love our sisters down here. Can you imagine going to a parent and saying, hey, I really love you, but I don't like your kid. Like, I can't, I'd be, what? Like, if you came up to me and said, Dave, I love you. You're a great guy. I really love you. I don't love Jacqueline very much. She kind of gets on my nerves. Be like, you don't love me. What do you mean you love me? No, you have to love my daughter. Like I have given my, you know, I, I love her. She's an extension of me. She reflects me. So much of what Jacqueline does comes from me. If you don't love her, how can you say you love me? That's the same for each of us as we look around, right? We are image bearers of God. We reflect our Heavenly Father. How can we say to God, I love you, but I don't love my brother. I don't love my sister. We can't do that. We have to love each other. That's what it means to be a family. To be a family means you love each other. You love each other through thick and thin. You love each other when you are getting on each other's nerves. You even love each other when one person has sinned against the other person. You still love in a family. You can't get away from that. A family loves each other at all times. So we are a family because we have been redeemed through Jesus Christ. We have been adopted into God's family. What that means for us is that we have to love each other always. So my question to us now is, how do we, live, do we love each other in our family life? How do we love each other as a family? Uh, the number one way uh, that uh, we can love each other, or the first way, I wouldn't say, number, I'm not like ranking these necessarily, but just the first way that we can show love for each other is that we can gather together regularly as a family. It's what we do on Sunday morning. We are gathering together regularly as a family. We can't function like a family if we're not spending time together. That's just the truth. If we're not spending time together, you're not functioning as a family. You're functioning as a bunch of individuals. Right? We can see this in our own family sometimes. We just get really busy and you're like, man, I haven't been a part of the family like I should be. I've been at work too much or I've been doing too much school Whatever it is that has gotten in our way, it's like, man, we're not really functioning as a family should right now. If you're not regularly getting together as a family, that starts to fall apart. And that's true of the church, too. If you're not coming in, if we're not meeting together regularly, it's going to be impossible for us to function as a family. If you ever watched the show Blue Bloods, my wife and I used to watch this quite a bit. Like, it's about a, a family that's all a bunch of Somewhere in law enforcement, you have, you know, all the way from the police chief to a prosecutor, you know, the daughter's a prosecutor, and uh, the, one son's a beat cop, one son's a detective. So, like, the whole family, and grandpa used to be, uh, you know, the police chief. So, the whole family is, right, they're, they're united by uh, not just blood, but by being these uh, in law enforcement. You know what they do every Sunday in that show? Family dinner. You are at Grandpa's house for family dinner, period, on that Sunday. That's what it means to be part of that family. You don't miss that weekly meeting. Tough week at work? Great. Be here. You're part of the family. We need to love each other. We need to work through that. You've been fighting with your siblings? Be here for dinner. We'll work through that together because we're family. You come to the weekly family gathering. And our church is the same way. We should be here so that we can be together as a family. And that, sh- even being here, even when it's hard for us to be here, that shows that we love our family. There was a guy I invited to our 100th Sunday who initially had told me he was going to come. And uh, the Friday before he, he, he comes, he's like, look, Dave, I really can't come on Sunday. I was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, uh, Why not? And he's like, well, I go to Grace Chapel. He said, and Grace Chapel is really my church family. And he's like, he said, I've made a commitment to them. That's my family. I've got to be there. Now, keep in mind, I wasn't asking him to skip church so we could go golfing. I wasn't asking him to skip church so we could go run around Lake Kwanapau. He said, hey, would you come to our church one Sunday? He said, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I am committed to my church family. I love them. And I said, you know what? I literally told them this. I said, I will never ask you to our church again. <laughs> but I said it in a good way. I said, and that's not an insult. I said, I'm so impressed by how you are committed to your family that you love them enough that you'll be there this Sunday. You're like... What's one Sunday? He said, no, I love my family. I'm going to be there that Sunday. This is a way we love each other. We are here each and every Sunday. Obviously, within a reason. Stuff happens, right? But we are here. When we can be here, we're here. Because we love each other. And if we're going to function like a family, we have to spend time together like a family would. Secondly, secondly, We are committed to each other, not just on Sunday mornings and not just for a short period of time, but we are committed to each other for the long haul. Family is not a temporary thing. Family is something that lasts. Family is something that endures. So we're not here, we're not stepping in the family, stepping out of the family, stepping in the family, stepping out of the family. We are committed to the family for the long haul can't tell you the damage I've seen in families where somebody keeps hopping in and out of a family that's not not committed. They're not really there for the long haul. They're there, they're not there. They're there, they're not there. As you guys know, I'm a teacher, so I get a lot of experience with kids. This isn't to condemn anybody if that has been the case in your life, but it is to say I've seen what happens in a, a, a regular family when someone just hops in, and they take that affection, and they take that support, and then they hop out. And then they get to a low place, and then they hop in, and then they hop out. You know what that does to their kids? You know what that does to their family? It's not healthy for their family. No, we need to be in this together for the long haul. Not a short period of time, a long period of time. And if our vision is to see people restored by the Gospel then this is especially important because restoration takes time. Restoration does not happen just bam, overnight, everything's back, perfect. Now, if salvation occurs like that, we are, we're restored to God like that, but as far as like what has gone on in our lives, the effect of sin in our lives, that's not restored like that. Restoration of our lives takes time. So we have to be committed to each other for the long haul if we're going to see that. To love our family means we are committing to each other for the long haul. And number three, I'm going to go back to uh, Joey's sermon when he first preached about the preparation for the mission of this series. To love each other means we're going to take responsibility for each other. I mentioned that at the beginning of this sermon as well to love each other means we are going to take responsibility for each other again look to what a a good healthy biological family looks like right what do you see in that family you see people taking responsibility for each other you see people bearing each other's burdens in that family you see them go through a hard time does their family walk away from them no, their family's there for them, helping them. Maybe it's helping them financially. Maybe it's helping them with a place to live. Maybe it's helping them babysit. Who knows what it can be? There's all you know. We've all seen that where a family supports each other. They bear each other's burdens. We have to do the same. What it means for us to love, how are we going to love each other? We're going to bear each other's burdens. We're going to do it over the long haul. That's what we're going to do because restoration requires a family. It requires us to be a family who meets together, who's committed to each other, and who is bearing each other's burdens so that we see lives restored through the power of the Gospel. Pray with me. (sighs) Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you that you do call us as your family. That you do call us as your sons and daughters. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to make that possible. Thank you that he was willing to die on the cross for our sins. That he rose again as well. That because of that, we are part of an eternal family, Lord. Thank you. God, I pray for us here. As we've heard this message, I pray that uh, God, for anyone who's feeling outside, who wants to be a part of your family, Lord, that they would take that first step. That they would place their faith in the gospel. I pray for anyone, Lord, uh, who's searching for a church home, that they would find it here, Lord. God, and I pray for each of us that as we walk through this life, you have called us to walk. Lord, that we would lay down our lives for each other so that we could build each other up in the gospel, so that we could be restored. Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.